Hi guys, and welcome back to another week on the She Is Strong podcast. I'm so excited that you're here tuning in with me. Great things are in store for you. My name is Shelby Burrow, and I began doing podcasts not because I had a desire to on my own, but it was something that God had placed inside my heart and my mind. So I began being faithful, listening, and learning more about how to make podcasts. And I want to take you on my journey through life and help you discover your purpose and that you can do scary things too with God on your side. Well, guys, I'm back with another word from God. I can only pray that these previous podcasts that you've tuned into have spoken to you and and it's been a word from God because I know he's definitely been speaking to me um, with each episode so I only pray that it's speaking to you just as well. Before we get into this podcast though just like always I want us to get our hearts and our minds right um, and in the right mindset Uh, to receive this message that God has given me to give to you. So if you're able to, just bow your head and close your eyes. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for this day, this beautiful day that you've blessed us with, God. I pray that everyone who's listening to this podcast, God, is healthy and and God, I just, I pray that you bring the right people to this podcast to hear your word, God, to to let them know that you're there and that you have a great plan for their life, God, and that they don't have to come perfect and they don't have to come put together and and have all the right pieces in the right place, God, because that's not who you are. You say, come as you are, God, and through you we will be transformed because if we came to you, God, and we were perfectly fine, we wouldn't need you. We are only enough through you, God. So I pray that the people that need to come to you, God, I pray that they they come as they are, wholeheartedly, their pride, their walls, everything knocked down, God, and that you transform their lives and you renew their minds, God. I pray that you give me the words to speak in this message, God. And I pray that it speaks volumes to people because I believe there are going to be people on listening on this podcast who, who are going to need to hear this word from you, God. So I pray and ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Well, it's another week, another episode. I'm very excited about it. And I already know I say that way too much that I'm excited, but I am. I'm always excited uh, to get on here and to give you what God has downloaded to me and what he's speaking to my life and, and transferring it to you. Um, this past week, though, I was uh, texting a friend about some stuff, about just silly stuff that was going on and in my life um, that I was upset because I had, because if you've been following along on my journey, you know that about right at a month ago, uh, me and my husband moved into a house. Uh, We were blessed with a house from our apartment. And so that was a lot. (laughs) Moving was a lot. But in the process of moving um, all of our things to this house, I lost a couple of items in the process. I'm not sure how or where they are or anything like that, but I was telling my friend about this, and it was, like, small stuff that didn't really matter, um, I mean, it matters, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, um, 
and I remember texting her specifically and like naming off the things that I had lost and and at the and I sent another message and I specifically wrote hashtag first world probs and as soon as I sent that I was like oh my gosh god is this is this my word and so I just took it and ran with it and I know that seems so silly but I I just felt it in my spirit like we spend so much time almost consuming our lives with ourselves and with our issues and our problems and what's going on in our lives and and what's going good and what's going bad and all of that that we feel like when things aren't going our way it doesn't matter what's going on out there well our issues and the things that we've lost or the things that aren't going our way are more important than everything else now yes it it's i'm not trying to say that you're not important because you are very much so important but especially in today's world we feel like we need to be the center of attention and and we're we're better than than Sally Sue over here and we're not that's not the case at all and so we not only are we obsessed with ourselves so to speak but we always are so worried about what the newest gossip is what's the newest trending show on Netflix who's going to be the president and as I'm sitting here writing all this down God is speaking to me and he's asking me this question you know why are we so focused on those things and instead of why are we putting all of that energy into that instead of putting all of our time and focus and energy on focusing on God and what God has said and what God has called us to do are we focusing on him and are we focusing on how we can better his kingdom and i was actually um in a little stump when i was kind of writing some things out and i you know was sitting here thinking well i don't really know what to say in my podcast i already have all that i know to say so i might just go sit on the couch and just hang out and i know god will speak to me because he always does every single week and of course that was satan kind of feeding that into my mind and I'm just like what am I doing that is not that is not what I'm meant to do and so I immediately just said swerve to you Satan and I opened my Bible and I continue reading in John um, that I have been reading the last couple days and I was reading in John chapter 6 and I got down to verse 38 which says and this is Jesus speaking For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And I just loved that. And I was like, wow, God, thank you for highlighting that to me. Because God did not create us. And just like Esther 4.14 says that we were created for such a time as this, not for such a time as taking selfies and having the cutest clothes and the cutest car and upping up your neighbor and and one-upping them and or your friend like that's not what we are created for we were created for God's purpose and his destiny and what he has planned for our lives yes we have free will and we can do you know whatever we want essentially but it's I promise you it's gonna always work out better when you fall under God's will 
and what he wants for your life than what you want because he's going to do things far greater than than we can even understand. And so I just I really like that because I'm just like, wow. That really kind of stopped me in my tracks and I'm like, how much time am I spending talking about myself and my life and my issues and my wins and my losses? Not saying that I'm not important and all of that and not that you're not important because you are, but Aren't we supposed to go and better God's kingdom and bring people to his kingdom? So how how can how are we going to do that by being inside our own bubble and and essentially just looking at ourselves in the mirror and how perfect our life is or how honestly how perfect our life isn't and all that it's falling apart and and sitting and being a slum and on the couch and feeling sorry for yourself and playing that victim attitude where's that going to get you? Because I can honestly guarantee you that your life might be a hot mess express, but I, I can guarantee even if you do the slightest thing for someone else and it is no gain to you, it's going to make you feel better about yourself and, and grateful for, for where you are in your life. It might not be where you want to be at this exact moment, but when you go look at someone else's life and their situation and see where they're at, it really opens your eyes up to see how blessed you really are and how faithful God has been to you in your life. And it really kind of puts things in perspective. And we have to stop focusing so much on, you know, who's going to be the next president and more about if we're going to do God's will, which is bringing people to his kingdom by our actions, by our love, by the grace that God has given us, by compassion. Are we doing those things or are we kind of being selfish? And I know this message is kind of strong, um, but hey, sometimes, you know, you, I mean, honestly, God has been speaking to me a lot lately with a lot of things and He's really been telling me that he's not playing games anymore. I mean, 2020 has been a year for us all. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But God's not playing games. The the evil, the, dis, the disturbing things that we found out about people in our world are coming out. And that's because God's not playing anymore. He's not playing games. He wants his kingdom back. He He wants to be known again for who he is and that, hey, I understand that Satan has quote-unquote authority of this earth but I still rule all I still created it it is mine and he's taking back that authority and and with all with all that being said God has really spoken to me that there is there is no more gray area it's black and it's white you're either with God or you're not and and I feel as the more time that I've been spending with God and and being in his presence, he's strengthened me for that. And I don't have time for games and I don't have time for the pettiness or the the wishy-washy stuff and, and all of that. I, I want the best for you and I'm going to give you God's truth and I'm going to give you his wisdom but and I'm going to do it with love. But if you're not on board, then then what's what's going on sweetie you know like god's not playing anymore it's black and it's white and he's definitely strengthened me and so i only pray that he's speaking to your life he might not be saying exactly that but i believe he's speaking to you 
and he's wanting you to go do something for his kingdom. And I want you to know this is your confirmation to go do that, to go do what God has called you to do because God's not playing anymore. And if you don't, if you keep putting it off and you're just like, I don't know, God, I don't know, I don't know, then God's just going to eventually get up, give up on you and he's going to go give the job to someone else, to someone who's willing to do it. I mean, look at Moses. He was supposed to lead the Israelites to the promised land and he didn't do it. Who did it? Joshua. Joshua fulfilled Moses, Moses's duty, essentially. I mean, it was supposed to be Moses, and he just kept doubting God, saying, I don't know, I don't know, and he didn't even get to do it. So God is, it's not his will to do that, to not use you, but if you, if we don't act when God says, hey, this is what I have for you and for your life, then he's going to use someone else. And whoa, that was a lot from God. I whoa, I feel that very strongly from God. Wow. Um, and so I kind of told you I was going on about how I didn't really know what all that I was going to speak on. Um, I had a few notes, just like last week. It's crazy how God is working. But just like last week, I only had about a page and a half of notes written, and the rest was very, very Holy Spirit led. I mean, I know you guys notice that and it's the same with this week um i told you i could have just gone and sat on the couch and been like well i'll wait for god to give me a word but instead i chose to read in my bible and so that's exactly what i did and so i'm kind of going in a left turn direction here um just because this is what god has given me but i was reading um, continuing reading in John, and I went down to verse 8, and I read verses 1 through 11, and it was talking about the people coming to Jesus um, in the temple courts, and they were basically tattletelling on this woman who had been caught in adultery, and they were like, what are you going to do to her, Jesus? What are you going to do? Um, they that the law of Moses commanded um, to stone that kind of woman, essentially to kill. And so they were looking to Jesus like, well, Jesus, what's up? What are you going to do? Tell me, tell me, tell me. And Jesus looked at them and he said, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. And I'm just like, wow, God. And that kind of goes back to my first thought about us being so wrapped up in ourselves and our own in our own lives that we think, you know, essentially we're so perfect and look at what she's doing over here. And did you hear about what he's doing? He cheated and he did X, Y, and Z, but we don't want to look at our own selves and we don't want to look at what we're doing and how we're not perfect and none of us are and and there never will be a perfect human there was only one and that was Jesus and so with all of that I'm I'm just saying that instead of throwing stones to others why don't we put put down the rock put down the stone and extend others the same grace 
the same mercy, the same compassion that Jesus showed us. Because if you continue reading down to the end of these last couple of verses, Jesus says in verse 10, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, sir. And then Jesus said, Then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. And Jesus had every right. He had the authority to judge her, to to condemn her, and to essentially throw a stone at her. But that's not who Jesus was. And that's not who Jesus called us to be. And, you know, it's hard not to want to judge other people because you might not have ever cheated on your husband or cheated on your wife, so you think, well, I'm better than Sally Sue over here because I haven't done that. But maybe you've done something else that they haven't done, and so they think you're, you're better than them. You, you know what I'm saying? And so no one sin, no one anything is greater it's all it's not on it's not on levels with god like a white lie is not level 1 and crime is level 50 or whatever it's it's all the same it's all level in in the eyes of god and no one is perfect so we have to treat each other with grace with mercy with love with compassion and as i was reading that i began to also think about people in churches and how they think that you have to be the best dressed. You have to wear the nicest clothes, the newest trending outfit, the newest shoes, the newest jewelry, all of those things. And and you have to dress your best for Jesus. And yes, I believe that if you're able, you should dress and you should be nice and be presentable to Jesus. But what about the people that can't afford nice clothes? What about the homeless people that come into the churches? Are you going to say they can't come in because they're dirty and because they don't have nice clothes, because they're, they have raggedy clothes, they, they have straps on their shoes that don't Velcro fasten anymore? Are you going to turn them away? And it's crazy because, again, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here with my verses, Um but I began to read in John 7, verses 25 through 27, and it was when Jesus was teaching at a feast. Um, and this is a side note, but in verse 5, um, it said that even Jesus' brother did not believe in him. And that makes me sad because Jesus' own family didn't believe in him. And that right there I feel like is a word because it's something that I have spoken to you since I began my podcast. Not everybody can go where you're going. Not everybody is allowed on your balcony or in your front row. Some people have to be in your balcony. And Jesus' own brother, I bet you, was in Jesus' balcony. Jesus ended up going to to Judea. Um, He didn't necessarily want to go because he knew that if he went publicly that they were going to crucify him. And he knew that it wasn't his time yet to go. 
And I feel like that is also another word. When when you're in tune with God, when you're listening to him and to his word and what he's called for you to do, you're going to know when the time is for whatever it is in your life. You're going to know when to go and you're going to know when to stay back and you're going to know when to speak and to make a public announcement. And then you're also going to know when to be quiet and to be reserved and to not speak out. So that was definitely not in my notes, but something that I felt like someone needed to. But if you um, skip down to John 7, verses 25 through 27, um, the verses say, At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem begin to ask, Isn't this the man that they are trying to kill? Here he is, speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Christ? But we know where this man is from. Where the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. And I feel like kind of what God gave me in the... And those few verses that I read don't necessarily go with what the verses essentially mean. But I was reading those verses and God kind of gave me an image. And that image was all of these people in Judea outside at a feast. And I'm just imagining like a grassy area and they're all outside gathered around. And all of a sudden... How they imagine Jesus to come is from the clouds on like a white horse. The sun is shining. It's bright. And Jesus is just coming down. And the light is shining on him. And then they would just be like, there's Jesus. There he is. That's him. That's our Savior. That's our Lord. But that's not how Jesus came at all. And that's not how Jesus dressed. And that's not how he wanted people to perceive him as as that especially on earth um he would wear a robe and he would wear sandals um the closest thing that i can imagine to what jesus's sandals look like um is birkenstocks so if you know what those kind of um sturdy flip-flop shoes are sandals then that's kind of what i imagine and as he was speaking that to me that's kind of when he started talking to me about us judging other people for what they wear for not being the best dressed and all of that and I actually was talking to my husband about it um the other night and he had said what about the woman from the bible who she only had a couple of cents to give but she gave all that she had and the rich people, they definitely did not give all that they had. They barely gave anything. But because she gave all that she had, when she went to when she went to heaven, she was going to have everything that she ever needed and wanted. And to me, that was just so beautifully said by him, because we think you know that we're the best dressed. We are very wealthy, and and we have the nicest car and the nicest clothes, and our family is picture perfect with the white cookie cutter fence and all of that. That we are more favored and more loved and and appreciated by God, and and the ones who who come in the raggedy clothes and not essentially having their life together are less than in the eyes of God. But that's not true. God never said that once, and he loves us all equally. We are all his children, and just like you have a great purpose for your life and for the kingdom of God, so do they. And I feel like sometimes we kind of forget that because we're so involved in ourselves and our own life and what's going on. And if you turn 
with me to Philippians 2 and 4, it said, Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. If we kind of take our eyes off of ourselves in our own life and we look to someone else who's in need and we help them, then maybe who knows how God's going to use that situation. And maybe in turn, it will help us. But I believe we should never do anything out of the selfishness of our own heart, but for showing up for God's kingdom and, and showing people God's grace, God's mercy, God. And as Christians, we are no longer living for ourselves, but we're living for Jesus. And Jesus said to deny yourself. That's in Luke 9 and 23. He also said to sacrifice yourself. That's in John 15, 13. And then he also said to forsake yourself, which is in Luke 14 and 33. And I'm going to throw another verse at you. But in 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2, it says, In the last days there will be times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self. And when I read that, it really, really hit home and made me really analyze my life and asking myself, how, how selfish am I? Am I doing things for my own gain, for my own benefit? Or am I needing a renewing of my mind? And am I needing to look to God more and and see how I can be used in his kingdom for other people? And it doesn't have to be something extravagant that you do for other people, but it could be just something as simple as as you're walking out of a door and someone's coming in, holding the door for them. You know, it doesn't have to be a big major show out. It, it can be something small and intimate because we don't know what that person's going through and we don't know the hardships that they face before they came into that building or when they leave what they have to walk back into. And you honestly never know someone's story. And all this is just to say to to be kind and be compassionate and and show love and mercy and grace to others because that's what Jesus did. And even when the people who put Jesus on the cross, who nailed him to the cross, who put the crown of thorns on his head, you know he still died for them, he still loved them, and he still loves you. And you are his precious child. And he has great, great plans for you. But are we willing to look past ourselves and turn our eyes to God and say, God, use me. I want to be used by you for your kingdom. I want to bring other people in. And I want them to know who you are and have a real relationship with you. So which one are you? That's what I'm leaving you with today. Uh, I really hope that this message spoke to you. It it was a really deep message, I know. And if it came off a little harsh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I just felt very strongly about some things and that God is strengthening a lot of things in me, and he'll do that for you too. You just have to ask for it and seek him, and he'll give you the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength and all the things that you want and desire as long as it's in his will, and those things are. So ask him for those things. Seek him, and you will find him. I I can only pray that this message spoke to you. I I really hope that it did. Um, If it did, if you want to email me uh, your prayer request or if you want to email me your praise reports I am more than open and 
I would love to pray for you or I would love to rejoice with you in that. Um, just send me an email at shelbyburrow20 at yahoo.com. And, or you can just say, hey, what's up? You know, what's going on with you in your life? Whatever it is, I would love to hear from you. I just want you to know that God loves you. You are going to do great things for his kingdom. You are enough in his eyes through him and him alone. Because if we were enough on our own, we wouldn't need Jesus. But through him, we are enough. I love you guys, and we will talk to you.